Welcome back to Yin and Yang, the podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, filmmaker Darren Kwan. Yay! Hey, what's going on? Um, Dan is uh, is joining us remotely. Hi, Dan. How you been? Good. 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 You guys. Good. 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 And this is uh, Young, aka uh, James, aka Young. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, just to give a timeline. I guess we're we're recording this after Oscars. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So today. Um, Generally, what I was thinking, guys, is that we record. You talk a little bit about Darren, his his a little bit about his journey here as a filmmaker, and then from there we can get straight into uh, the Oscar stuff and like breaking down some of the films we saw that yeah. that spoke to us. Sure. Um, so yeah, why, uh, why don't you give us a quick maybe like a self introduction or uh, of sorts, maybe like a five little like so you're from the Bay Area originally. Yes, um, and it's funny because I was just talking to Dan earlier. Yeah, he was talking about working tech um because i'm originally from silicon valley and i did work for a tech company for a few years and who hasn't yeah, you're in the bay area yeah, yeah and yeah. it's actually a pretty well-known or big tech company i i think most people actually know about it um and so yeah so it's just that just kind of came out as funny and then uh, i think it's just one of those things where i guess everyone has that feeling where it's a cubicle nine to five job and like oh, okay you know what? i can't do this anymore and mm. from there, just quit and then <laughs> and then went to do something else. Uh, filmmaking wasn't the first choice, really, actually. It, was just, it just kind of happened in a way. Mm. What was the first choice? Well, at the time, so, okay, I guess, I guess to clarify, I didn't really quit, quit, because I was actually a contractor for this company. And my contract ended, so I was trying to figure out what I want to do. And so my first choice was actually to... I was in the process of studying for my GMAS. I was actually trying to get into um, the business program for like masters. That, right. that was what I wanted to do at the time. But then I, I, I know I hated studying. I didn't like that part either. So it's just, <laughs> um, and then, you know, so there's like the whole thing where I actually did schedule to take the test and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I backed out like last minute or last second. Cause I was like, Oh, you know what? I just, I don't think I, I don't think I'll pass. So I'm just gonna go and figure out some other stuff, and then it just happened. So uh, I went to do some YouTube videos with another buddy of mine, and just kind of end up liking the process and just liking it, and just start doing more filmmaking. Mm, this was after high school, or after working for a while, or what? Yeah, this was after working for about two, two and a half years. I was with that company. Okay. So Darren um, and I actually met at community college. Yeah, the answer. Uh, were you working on your associates at the time or? For the answer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was just taking classes like just for, um, what's the word? Beneficial to a career, I guess. is like, because there's boxes you could check and that's like one of them. Like, yeah. 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 So I, I wasn't really going for like, because uh, I already had a bachelor's at that time. And I was like, you know, I want to yeah. go back to school. Okay. Like general requirements. General, school, yeah. you know, yeah. I was like, I'm uh, to further my career. Yeah, or some yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just taking classes, you know. Cause right, right. It's basically, you know how post-college, for me at least, post-college kind of like you're in that like, what do I really want to do? I went to yeah. college because my parents really wanted me to. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess yeah. it's something good to do. But yeah. Um, yeah. what do I really want? And so I was... I had traveled a bit and I came back and went, you know, Deanza College. I think we met at the sound class doing Pro Tools. Yeah. Or was it what? And then, well, was you one also of the Susan Tavernetti's class too? Or? Yeah, I had her before. Dude, she's yeah. great. Um, yeah, so 
De Anza College, just shout out to De Anza College, one of the best film programs in in the Bay Area. Yeah, for community college. For yeah. community college, yeah. That's I mean, true. City City College of San Francisco and De Anza College. The uh, there's a third one in East East uh, East Bay, which is uh, I hear the Diablo Valley is pretty good, but oh, I, think, I didn't yeah, hear too but much. But anyways, that. okay. But I know De Anza College in the South Bay near Cupertino and then right. San City City College of San Francisco. I can speak to both. I went to both of those. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I met you. Then, how did we reconnect? We did we meet on a film set again, or no? Um, so, I think how, or at least this is roughly what I remembered. Um, so, at the time, I was still doing a lot of these side gigs, side jobs to you know obviously pay bills, pay rent. I so I'll do these security officer jobs. So I was a security oh, yeah. guard. <laughs> I was a, I was actually a security officer for a hotel in downtown LA. And he come, he kind of walked by the hotel. I guess he saw me and he I was, came I did up. like a double take. I was like, Yeah, he came up to this, me. Be like, this fucking Asian guy looks familiar. <laughs> it's like, Hey, Darren. And I'm like, I'm like, Wait, James? Yeah, we met at the answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually not that good with names, but yeah. I, I remembered him. And I, I think it's because uh, yeah. I had met Mitchell recently before yes, that. Yes, yes. Which is a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. So, um, anyways. Um, so, but from De Anza College and now, that's it's that's been a bit. That's like, seven years or something like right yeah, about yeah. like six seven six years. six years yeah. yeah yeah so what what have you been doing like what what brought you to la for me obviously was grad school but what brought you to la i didn't i mean i didn't want to move down here without a somewhat of a plan and so part of the reason i moved down here was i was able to get an internship down here first so it was like for a, a film film distribution company, film sales distribution company. They mostly deal with like indie films. So I was interned there for a few months. And so if I didn't get that internship, then I probably would have kept looking, but I wouldn't move down like right away. So, I mean, I guess I wasn't one of those who would just literally move down without, you know, without any plan. I want to have something at least, you know. Um, so that was kind of what, brought me to LA okay yeah cool and then um so from there uh some of the so I've, I've been looking over some of your films like and throughout this time it seems that you've been busy you know creating short film content I guess or yeah. short films yeah um kind of like on, on on I would say maybe black mirror ish kind of genre sort of stuff a little bit yeah kinda yeah dramatic you know Make a, a, there's usually some sort of involvement with like some sci-fi element or horror element a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so Dan, did you did you ever watch like the that Netflix series uh, Black Mirror? Yeah, I watched a few episodes. Okay, so I totally understand. It's almost like a the modern day version of a Twilight Zone. Oh yeah. god, yeah, it's it's terrific. Like it's just it's just the story they tell in 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 those that series is it actually could really happen presently now in real life so it's not just like a made-up thing i feel like it, right. a lot of the scenarios it could and it's really outrageous too i think the very first episode of that series was very it's outrageous. kind of really ridiculous yeah with the yeah. pig yeah. Yeah, yeah it was very ridiculous happy year of the pig everyone happy lunar you know lunar is, is it a pig year okay it's the year of the pig yes. yeah 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 so um yeah part of it's that kind of inspiration because i kind of i kind of do like that i really love the other ideas from that series it's just it's just it's just mind blowing, you know, and it's not like really really that sci fi, but 
but it makes you think it does it makes you think you know like there, there's an episode in that series that talks about like uh um uh, well not exactly clones but i think it was uh, like a kind of artificial intelligence i don't know if you've seen it it's like in season two where they had this episode where the the female character like her husband dies and then so so then like she obviously was very de- depressed about it and then um and then she hears from a friend that you could input all all his like social media like activity or, or interaction and then like and then this software program would would then mimic that person and talk to you yeah it starts with like i'll reply to your text yeah the, or or basically i'll answer the phone in the voice of that of that of person your, of your of your of your dead husband yeah your yeah, de- yeah. Your lo- yeah your dead and loved then ones. there's like there's another level and it gets crazier it's like yeah you can you can actually like download that 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 voice and image to a the, guess, the, like the information into like an artificial intelligence like robot so that in that episode is it a robot or is it actually like is it biological is it, it's like a clone-ish thing? It, it's kind of clone-ish kind of, yeah 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 dan has to watch that episode because it's, it's so it's so trippy because because like yeah because he's she's so desperate for for her dead husband that and she and you're you know, not sure yeah. like is she really gonna do it or not and then like anyways yeah they did do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. spoiler yeah yeah i mean that's <laughs> yeah. actually not the main spoiler but um no um but uh i guess we can talk a little bit about your latest film and then uh, after that we can segue to oscars maybe sure yeah 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 yeah. so um your latest film is cuddlers yeah yeah okay um i watched it uh just a brief synopsis dan it was about it opens with uh a lady patiently waiting for like something and you don't know and then uh i guess she gets a text says your cuddler will be arriving soon and so this guy and then Matt Baca, your your friend, the actor, yeah, yeah. he arrives at this uh, woman's house, and she's like, okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, two hours today, and they, they cuddle. And then so the story progresses. Um, what was kind of the inspiration for that story? My friend had told me about this professional cuddling business going on. This was like a few years ago. I, I think it might be blowing up now. But he told me about it. I didn't believe him, so I went to Google it, and, and there is an actual thing like that. And I thought that was very interesting, where these people get paid for cuddling with someone. And then they had this whole article, this whole deal that uh, I think when um, this was during the time when like Donald Trump won the presidency, a lot of people were starting to get depressed, so that they would actually. <laughs> call these professional cuddling service because they feel for some reason they feel something wrong so they need like human touch like that kind of cuddle experience i mean so everything's just supposedly platonic you know no no sex or anything that no none of that stuff well i mean that's how they advertise it because you know there's obviously the whole kind of rules behind for it. sure yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah so there was like a spike in that and then so it got really popular and then you know i thought that idea and concept was pretty pretty interesting because you know the fact that it doesn't have to be a man and a woman but you know i just i just thought that having that as the the theme of the film you know it plays out kind of like a romance too yeah i'm sure they know? do like background checks and stuff for all the, yeah. everyone and I mean, yeah, Dan and I were just saying like we the our first reaction was, "Oh, you mean in Japan, right?" But you're saying, "No, this is no. this is USA." Like, yeah. cuz in Japan, that's like a long-standing industry of like people like 
paying like you can get your ears cleaned yeah. you know or like they do that in taiwan too i i i was curious as an experience to do it but my my connection said uh nah i kind of don't want you to I, he he told me that James, that's just not that's not gonna solve your loneliness or something. I was like, what? I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna try it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you could think about like this whole cuddling thing is that doesn't solve your you know your loneliness either. It's, it's just, a transactional relationship. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just for the time being. You know, you feel kind of down. You need some human touch. You know, like that's kind of the point. Um, but do you think? I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dan. I think for James that that would just be an experimental or experimental thing. You know, he. He just wants to experience it. Something to talk about. That's actually a, a great icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it's kind of like I wonder what the social taboos are. I was like, yeah, I paid, uh, I paid like forty bucks for t- cuddling last last week. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's well. You know, yeah, I, I think you're right, Dan. I, I think something to, something to write about. I guess something to experience. Because yeah. there's that boundary, right? It's not really prostitution, or it's not prostitution no. at all. Because there's a clear boundary there. There's no sex involved. It's just for comfort, human comfort. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you can't rule out that there might be like under the table, because you know there's always that under the table yeah. thing. Because I mean, my friend was just telling me about the Instagram model thing. I don't know if this is true or not. It's, it's because I was talking about Robert Kraft and how he went to a, a just a rub and tug in a strip mall when he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he could have gone for a, a very high class. Uh, model escort kind of business and then that led to uh, Instagram model to him telling me that there's like this underground thing with Instagram models and they are basically if you direct message them they'll show up at events and those events are like in Dubai or whatever. <laughs> what? I mean they're like 20 something girls who are like really hot and they're going to Dubai for vacation and what? it's yeah that's that's crazy and then i guess it promotes the event because the right. obviously they're gonna be like oh hey we're at this party or whatever yeah. i guess yeah. yeah but i and then it wherever they go up wherever they show up they there's like there's always those underground seedier parts of life that i'm not privy to because i just don't have the money to afford that stuff oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i'm sure i'm sure money's not the only um uh yeah barrier (laughs) yeah but that's like the very first barrier though right once you cross that i mean because what would you say his name was Kraft, right robert robert Kraft. he's the owner of the new New england patriots he's a billionaire so why would he go to the strip mall place for like a 160 dollar transaction when he could just hop on a private jet and go to amsterdam where it's completely legal that's true so convenience um i don't know um no i mean i mean he he doesn't live in florida i don't think I heard about that, and it sucks because that that establishment and and the women that were involved they get criminalized, which suck kind of sucks because I'm guessing. Well, there's yeah. they're saying that there's a uh, people trafficking oh, where the that, girls actually live there on the massage massage tables, and they were cooking on the back steps and stuff like that, and they had like no breaks. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never, and maybe maybe that's for the better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you know, since he's a like what you said, since he's a billionaire, he's the owner of the Patriots. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. So it's funny how he'll be denying this stuff. It's like, dude, we, there's no way you do not know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like they have video evidence. Yeah, yes, video evidence too. So it, it's funny how they deny it. It's the same thing. Like you know, okay, now we're getting to sports, but yeah. it's the same thing with like you know when Tom Brady said that he didn't go do the whole Deflate Gate. I, I mean, maybe he 
maybe he doesn't, but I still feel like he part of it. He knows what's going on. That's can, the thing. It's like can you explain that real quick. I don't know. The oh, you, I mean, yeah. The, oh yeah. Well, the flake gate is there's that. Uh, he got busted for it where they deflated the footballs on his game because it's easier for him to grip and throw, oh. especially in the cold. And it was not like a lot. Like you can't. It just didn't crumple, but it was just enough that he could like grip it better or whatever it was, and it was easier for for people to catch as well. Oh, is that illegal? Yeah, under yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's like a certain uh, there's like a certain like air um, measurement oh, that PSI. You, yeah, that you, yeah. But the things the, the the main point is that he was arguing or de- or not really arguing, but he was saying that he had no knowledge of that and that like the. The trainer or or the athletic trainer, whatever is the one who's behind it, but okay. then but then like someone that low of a rank would not do something like that without like a high executive order. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, yeah. right. You know, so it's kind of hard for you to do something. It's, it's, so it's one of those things where people just deny things when it's just too too obvious, too clear. He got suspended for it. I mean. Yeah. Got suspended <laughs> so for he it. he lied. I mean, yeah, because they he, they had texts. And they actually had him turn over his text message whole thing. And I, I think there was like some sort of conversation between him and the equipment manager right. about about deflating the balls. In any case, he got busted for it. Right, I right. mean, whether he purposely did it or not, he got penalized for it. And I don't know if he got penalized enough or whatever. But I mean, it's interesting. Like, sometimes humans act irrationally. <laughs> like... I mean, we're like one of those we're we're interesting creatures. Like, we fall into our patterns, and we do have some predictable behavior. But sometimes we do have like irrational things, maybe even self-destructive things. That for like, yeah. I mean, I can't speak for these two, these Tom Brady or Peter Peter Kraft, but Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. <laughs> but um, I I know that yeah. Sometimes, fuck. You know, sometimes I'll. Sometimes I'll sleep at 3 a.m. for no fucking reason, you know, like, yeah, or, or like, you know, and, and that's, it's not too self-destructive, but. No, yeah, well, I, yeah. I think, I think when you're that wealthy, the whole world completely destroys. And then we can start talking about R. Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard about his thing, too, yeah. Right? That fucking guy. But then, uh, you, which, I was listening to Kevin Smith doing, like, a stand-up, and he does, like, all those stand-ups, and he was talking about interacting with Prince, and Prince didn't even know what 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 reality was. He he asks like he asks his assistants or something like that for a giraffe just out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> so random, but okay, that's that's interesting. That's pretty funny. But if if you think of it, you can manifest it. You know, like anyways, yeah, yeah. I I I get that kind of magical thinking, I guess maybe. But yeah, it's, I mean, when you have that much money, it completely distorts reality. You just don't know what what's reasonable and what not what's not reasonable right right i heard a sound clip it was pretty good it's it basically i forget it was like maybe, maybe a philosopher but talking about how a lot of the people who make a lot of major decisions or move a lot of money yeah. transactions are so divorced from the 99.9 percent of the population that don't have that power yeah i mean like the only interactions they have with you know Someone from a lower class would be their yeah. jan- their their butler, their uh, their driver, yeah. you know. So it's so skewed to like, oh, everyone's here to serve me, you know, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah technically, you know. yeah. Um, um, anyways, how how did we get here? Oh, cud- cuddling. cuddling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you could have experienced it, and it wasn't. There's that idea that it's not going to go too far. 
I mean, as long as you keep it that way, yeah. then it can become a conversation starter. But if you like cross that barrier, then it becomes a little awkward when you start talking to yeah. people. Right. I, you know, yeah. actually, um, I do have a friend. She told me that she, uh, she actually had, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a full-time job, but she, she does do professional coloring, like, you know, on the side. Oh, yeah? And she told me that What's they... Number? <laughs> so she told me that they actually pay pretty well like they they a lot of them pay at least a minimum of 30 dollars an hour oh there's no there's no joke that's why i've heard that they they get paid like it's just for cuddling too i mean i mean we're talking about like a supposedly a job that doesn't really require you know a master's degree or whatever (laughs) you know i mean a lot of it you can even argue that is I mean, common sense probably too, but a master's degree in cuddling. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, yeah. So it's it's you'll be surprised. I mean, these these kind of jobs, you know, they 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 get paid well. It's, it's jobs that like are could you know could be dangerous, and not a lot of people yeah. would would you know do just because you're, you know, you are talking about let's say let's say if you're like a female, you're going to like a maybe a random guy's house to cuddle with him. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, so there, yeah. there's that factor too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the other thing we shot recently was, uh, that we, we were talking about earlier was, um, the Nat Geo, uh, short clip that we, uh, so Darren and I recently went, um, I guess we can't give too many specifics, right? I guess like, oh, it doesn't I, don't fucking matter. I don't think it matters. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not like, it's not that hidden. Of a- right, right. So we went underneath like the hall of records. <laughs> I guess there's some tunnels, there's some, a tunnel, love tunnels underneath um, downtown LA. And uh, just, I was reading up a little bit about it and uh, uh, from a link Darren showed me and they used to like, you know, the mob used to move uh, money and booze during yeah. the prohibition era. Yeah. And also uh, if if someone got knocked, knocked off, they would probably get rid of the bodies down there. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually like uh, it was used for civic, uh, civic uh, duties like uh like uh moving uh bank uh cash from banks and yeah, stuff too yeah. so so uh anyways we went down there and i guess uh the you know la has made has quarantined those areas for like specifically for courts like people can walk to like different there's like a buildings there's buildings that they that these underground tunnels connect to that lead you to different courts and you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, because it's court grounds. Like there, you can go because there's like the hall of justice, the courthouse, the police station, all that stuff are all like in that that general area. And so those tunnels kind of you can travel through the tunnels to go to these these locations. And yeah, so it's it's cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the the prompt for this National Geographic contest, short film contest that Darren uh, mentioned to me was. Uh, basically everyday explore right so so we said oh uh, so so darren's like oh i want to check out this place because he likes to explore i was like oh dude that's i i, I was like i'm 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 down for that i'm it kind of reminded me of like back when i was in high school or middle school i would like sometimes just like if i'm not doing anything i'll just like wander like mm-hmm. this town or city and, yep and uh so it kind of harkens back to that so we checked that out um we we filmed a little bit it was kind of cool yep. you know uh, it's very austere down there. It's yeah. very, um, it's very warm, mm. um, and it's very well lit. I was surprised by how well lit it was. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, uh, you want to tell the story? What happened? Yeah. Well, 
the story is that we got kicked out. Yeah, kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> just, at the end of the day, like we got these kicked two out. lady security guards. <laughs> I I don't know if they no I don't think they were just security guards. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They just so hey, you guys can't be down here, and then they just escorted us out, and yeah. I kept filming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But yeah. like you know, uh, on the incog- incognito, you know, just like holding. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was fun. Then we shot a little bit in Chinatown, some scenery yeah. outside. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so what parts of Chinatown did you film? Uh, basically, walking from downtown to Chinatown, we filmed a little bit of the. It's kind of like the entrance in a way. Yeah, the like the dragon entrance, and then you know oh. there's like an overpass there. So yeah, very, yeah. very, very, very typical LA scene is yeah. film the overpass. You know, film yeah. The, yeah, yeah, film outside. Yeah. Did- did you film um, Bruce Lee statue? I did not. Oh, no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. It's yeah. it's uh, that I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I since you were like so close, I'm surprised you guys didn't go to the Bradbury Building. That place mm. is awesome. I heard about it too. What yeah. is Bradbury? Let me write that down. Bradbury Building. Yeah, it's a it's a very iconic building. Um, it was built in the 1920s or something like that. That's where Blade Runner was oh, filmed. Oh, really? The interiors of Blade Runner. Yeah, and then also the artist. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. So if you walk in and they give tours and stuff like that, but the up, upper floors are, up, I think it's a police department or a police station as well as uh, some retail mm, stuff. Mm. All right, well... Speaking yeah. of the artist, <laughs> which was a Oscar winner, we wa- we uh we watched the Oscars recently, yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, so let's kind of get into that. Uh, and, well, before we do, uh, anything else you want to say about the, the the shoot that we did or the net shoot? Or no, anything else? not really. I mean, okay. No. And yeah. then and, and uh before we move on, any upcoming work you're working on or um, taking a, uh, taking a break for now? I Just guess? taking a break for now. Gotcha. Cool. All right, so the artist was known as one of the worst Oscar winners. Um, it's 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 sometimes it's on a list with another movie called Crash. Yeah, yeah, as as one as a Oscar winner that should not have been, and a another <laughs> and then another one which was to many critics this year was Green Book. So. So uh, I watched it yesterday, and um, I have some thoughts. But um, <laughs> you guys, yeah, I want you, uh, Darren, since you're our guest, why don't you start off with your thoughts on the Oscar winner, uh, Green Book, Oscar winner of 2019, uh, best picture winner. Okay, so you, you, okay, you don't, you think that it should, that it didn't deserve to win. I okay. will withhold my judgment until I hear you. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I okay. Overall, I thought it was actually a, a pretty good movie. I, you know, it, you know, I did enjoy it. It didn't, you know, it, it didn't feel slow or anything. Um, you know, visuals were pretty. Uh, visuals were, were pretty good. I mean, it's quite standard actually. But for me, you know, I, there are, I mean, every movie has its flaws, right? No, no movie's perfect, and so for, in this case. There's some aspects I like and some I don't, and so I actually have a list, a long list of aspects I do not like about the film. Wow! So yeah, he wrote a whole list. So okay, so all right, so so for one thing, okay, because we, we since we all watch it, we know we know that you know the good good portion of the film or the theme was racism, right? We all know that yeah, because yeah. the yeah. fact that he's in the south. But I just didn't like the fact that the the filmmakers kind of just gloss over all these other issues, which would have made it 
much more deeper movie because they touched on really really small portion like his sexuality right because he you know because he, he was a black right. he's a he's a you know black gay man and then also there's like the whole identity thing where he thought oh i'm not black enough and i'm also not white enough then so what am i so those are actually two main issues that i thought they didn't really go in detail with it so everything was just all racism which is which is fine i i get it but but there but there's some there, there's been so many movies out there lately in the past couple of years that deals with these kind of issues that it becomes a little bit tiring um and especially in this movie there were so many scenes that i thought they were just suggesting the whole race thing over and over again and then these scenes felt like a repeat if you if you remember so there's like what one scene where like oh he can't use the indoor the in, indoor bathrooms he has to use the bathroom like outside, outside like a shack yeah. and then there's a scene where he he can't try on a suit inside the store because he's black right and then and so so there's like and then the, obviously there's scenes where like he he went to like a bar with you know a lot of white folks and you know he wasn't welcome there so there's these kind of repeat of scenes just different scenarios but scenes like over and over again to suggest like oh okay he's black he's not welcome here they're racist okay right. great but You're, yeah 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 but black it's so hard being black in the south yeah yeah in the 60s 50s yeah but know. we all know that and then but the things that black clansmen kind of did it that way too but at least they weren't like so redundant so right? yeah so beating over the head with it that's that's the that's one thing i don't i have an issue with and then there's other issues where um and so you know i guess before dan you were kind of mentioning about how it felt like it's a more like a white savior type of story where like the well he's not really white he's right. like italian american i guess so supposedly italian american italian kind of, is white dude oh okay fine white. <laughs> no 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 there's a difference between um european white and like you know american white white there is a little bit of difference supposedly. italy is where italy's from it's fucking Europe, Europe, yeah. I know, but I know, okay. But anyways, okay, fine. Oh, I mean, okay, so like, sure, the Irish and the Italians, they, you know, they have their own history. And, um, you know, at one point, the the poor Irish were put at the same level as blacks. But eventually, um, upper class whites thought it better to give more rights to lower class okay. whites okay. as a way to split up labor unions that were being formed between blacks and poor and lower class. Oh, whites. okay. Okay. So, um, but eventually it's, it all, it, yeah, I, the Irish and the Italians, okay. uh, are very distinct, but they eventually just, they become, they they're be, just white. Right. They're white. Right. They kind of start to form to become, okay. I see. Okay. This collective white, uh, identity. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Th that's fine then. Okay. So, so we have, yeah. So we have that kind of story where, yeah, he, you know, of course, Figo Mortensen's characters, and he's the protagonist. Wait, I guess what you know, you're talking about is like the wasp, right? The the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, which is yeah. like uh, basically of British mixed with like some German, yeah, like whatever. Like okay, whereas the Italians are very specific to yeah. whether are they Catholic or something. I forget. Uh, I yeah, yeah. Are they Catholic. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Rome, Catholic. Roman okay. Catholic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then and then they have their whole history of you know, the mafia, which right. is which is hinted at in the film. Right. Or, well, not really hinted. It's like pretty pretty obvious. Like like yeah. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So I get that part of it where it's like okay, well, this kind of story again. You have a you know white folk you know 
saving you know the black right or or another race so okay so that story is a little a little bit tiring and if you think about the whole film plot really is really not much of a plot right it's just him driving him driving um uh mahersha ali's character around i mean they did a good job and and the thing is that like so what they did a good job of is really the acting the actor's performance i thought that that carried it because without their performance in that film i don't think that film would have really been at that level to be quite honest it's really their performance um you know of course mahersha ali winner uh, he i mean I, I mean he did good but i don't know if he should have won uh, i mean you know i it's not like i i would object that he won because he did put on pretty what good was, performance what were the other options let me see real quick the other options were uh no, Sam, i thought samuel Elliott oh. from sars born oh, best supporting yeah, supporting adam I thought, driver sam elliott's richard e grant yeah. and sam, then rockwell. sam rockwell so uh that's from Black Klansman, A Star is Born, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and, and Vice. Vice. Uh, huh. Okay. So the one that people... S- all white people except for... Well, yeah. I mean, dude, it's the Oscars <laughs> Academy. What do, you, what do you expect? Anyways, yeah, um, go ahead. But so on that whole list, everyone was saying that, like, if Mahersha Ali, if he didn't win, then the Dark Horse, or supposedly the one that would have won, should have been Sam Elliott. And I... I thought so too because if you have seen *The Star Is Born*, he was excellent in that film, mm. and and what made it excellent was he's pretty iconic. His he's, voice, his, his look, voice, yeah, his yeah. look is iconic, and also in *The Star Is Born*, Sam Elliott's screen time was way way yeah. less than uh, Mahersha Ali's character because Mahersha Ali, like he, it doesn't even really feel like he's supporting. It felt like he's he was like the, a main. Character. He's almost like he's a main character, so it's not really supporting supporting. So that's the only reason why I didn't know if he should have won, but you know. Okay, okay. But he was good though. He was. He good. was good. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you have that. You have that aspect, and then, and then my kind of like final thought on it was, like the ending climax scene where you know how. You spoilers. Know, oh, do we give spoilers? Oh, here? for sure. Let's do. Just, okay. Just a heads up to our listeners: we're gonna spoil the okay. book. Which is, which I think is fucking fine. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's old film. I mean, well, not old, but I think most people have seen it. But anyways, because you know how like the ending scene where he he wasn't allowed to dine with you know his friends because he's in that that dining hall with yeah the, the white people yeah. yeah. So, and then and then he finally kind of snapped and be like, oh no, I'm not gonna play for you guys anymore. I'm gonna leave. Right. I have a huge problem with. That whole climax scene, supposedly, or or that act three, the, and then he goes to the uh, the and black, he goes to the black the, bar, the black bar, yeah. yeah, yeah. The reason, okay, for me, the reason why I have a huge problem is because you have so many scenes preceding that, um, and there was no suggestion to his character that he was gonna all of a sudden out of nowhere flip the switch and be like, you know what, I'm not gonna play for you. So it's almost like, okay, well, you've been like even from the beginning, he's he was saying that he's been dealing with this kind of you know racism towards him and he still play for these white folks and he still kind of maintain his dignity because that's part of his speech too right like dignity will yeah yeah will uh, win not violence win, right not violence and then but then all of a sudden like you know the final climax scene you know you have some guy told you like oh you can't dine in this hall so that's the reason why he flipped the switch and be like oh you know i'm not playing for you it's like wait what 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 made you wait so long to decide this is the moment that you'll do it 
Yeah, because before that, everyone else was denying yeah, him already. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. so I'm like, I'm like, so I'm, I totally agree. Yeah, I was thinking in my head, like, wouldn't you be kind of used to it since people are denying you? And for the fact, also, if if I was in his position, just as a real uh, normal human being, the moment I'll snap is when he told me to use that shaft bathroom. That's like the really crap. Can we, can we swear? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just I squared a oh, lot. Oh yeah, okay. In yeah, this, yeah. in this, like I guess you know, lack of better word, like shitty, dirty ass bathroom outside. Like literally a shithole. Yeah, like, like I, I would snap there. Why? Why would he be okay with that? But then not okay with like, oh, we, I gotta go, just get a uh, food to go, and just dine like outside. Yeah, well, I have to drive back to my hotel, go pee, and then come back. Yeah. So, so that part, I I felt like it made no sense. You know, like you know, so. So that was one of my huge problems there, and and he, first of all, is he gonna get paid? Like I like like because he didn't get he didn't deliver him to all the spots. So did he get paid? Like he I still, mean, he still got paid. He still yeah. probably got paid. Still got but, paid. Um, yeah. But yeah, so those are my thoughts. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Wasn't it the last spot anyway? That was the last spot too. Yeah. That was yeah. That was the yeah, last spot. So. Like the, that was like when he made decide that oh I'm not gonna play for this final spot. I'm gonna yeah because I can't eat in the in the whites only dining room. So yeah. But. Wait, he's been denied like twice already. Yeah, in more other, than twice. Yeah, more than twice in other establishments to use the bathroom. So why is it all of a sudden such a huge deal now? Yeah. I guess because he's going to play in that room. And why can't he eat in that room? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I... Did you like go it? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. James, did you like it though? Uh, to be honest, it was actually a, a fairly easy watch. I, I was worried that it was gonna yeah. be like like super. It's pretty cringeworthy sometimes, <laughs> to be honest. But overall, it's it reminded me of kind of like those feel good movies in the vein of, but better, well done, Forrest Gump. You know, kind of like like right. well done, high production value. Uh, so one thing I, that I realized from this film is uh, great actors Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali can make a bad film not as bad. That, that's what I'll give it. A, a, it's a terrible script. It's a bad script. But the execution of it, it was well done. Um, the the actors are just so, you know, they're fun to watch. Yeah. Even me, Viggo Morrison, seeing him yeah. as like this kind of like, you know, good fella, you know? Yeah. He's like this yeah. good fella. Yeah. Yeah. And he does it well and... Um, you know he does speak a little bit of Italian yeah, yeah, too in ha- real life, and has so the humor. And he has that. humor and authenticity. Yeah. Uh, the Don Shirley character is a little bit cringeworthy sometimes, but he, I think Mahershala Ali still carries a dignity to the character. Yeah, but there's some things, situations that just don't ring with authenticity. So, okay, let's talk about fried chicken. Let's talk about fucking fried chicken. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don Shirley, a black man. An African-American black man yeah. has never had fried chicken in his entire life. Yeah, that's what... Is that possible? <sighs> he's Jamaican. To be honest, he's, he's Jamaican black American. A Jama- Jamaican black. So, And they have fried chicken. They have jerk chicken there. But like, he's never had fried... And a white man is going to teach him how to eat fried chicken. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> Tom Cruise is going to teach him how to be a samurai. Like, what? Like, how dare you? How dare you? And like, okay, sure, there's some racial connotations. But basically, I think the racial connotation is that somehow fried chicken is lower class or something like that. And and it's associated with black people. Like, that's the... Yeah. But but it's kind of like... 
it's like like chow like like okay sure sure fortune cookies chow mein is kind of like a chinese american thing or yeah. whatever yeah but like it's like a white guy is like saying oh you've never had like oh you've never had pot stickers before oh i'm gonna teach you how to eat pot stickers yeah. <laughs> you know? right okay right. okay one uh another one uh so don shirley gets into two predicaments where he has to be saved by the white guy yeah okay yeah um is there any situation so so one so situation one is he goes to an all-white bar after sundown yeah. it's uh, pres presumably a sundown town meaning that blacks are not allowed after dark yeah. yeah um and he he wants to get a drink like how is he that uh for lack of a better word stupid like how is yeah. he that naive yeah yeah yeah. to go to a all-white bar and not true. expect trouble true yeah right right yeah. and and then he uh, he it's basically call it's like basically an engineered situation yeah for vigo morrison to save a black man yeah 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 and then another situation obviously was the gay one that you mentioned briefly yeah. where he he gets into a homosexual relation yeah. with a, yeah. a white male which you know for i think during that time there's still uh um uh, miscegenation laws like you can't you can't go you can't first of all sodomy and then mm. like you know gay sex and also um g going with a guy g person from another race so obviously there's and like anyways and then so Vigo morrison has to come in and say hey yeah I'm, he has to do his wise guy thing and yeah, bullshit yeah, his yeah. way out of the yeah, situation yeah yeah um <clears throat> so okay at the end of the film mahershali does payback a little bit yeah he he, he drives the car so he can be with his family be, be so vigo morrison's character uh tony the lip can be with his family um no he did, he did help them bust out prison because he, he called he called, out, the, he called the president or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's just some very problematic things with this film tony the lip tells mahershal ali i'm blacker than you <laughs> I'm blacker than you. Now, the appropriate response was Mahershali Ali's character gets really fucking pissed, you know? And that's that I think that's fairly realistic. If yeah. someone said I'm more Chinese than you to me or more Taiwanese yeah. than you yeah. to me, I'd be like I will, I'm going to slap somebody, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like and Mahershali's like you, you don't you don't understand the experience, right? Yeah. Or you don't know like I'm not but I'm not accepted by black people, I'm not accepted by white people. people. Yeah. And it's just it's it's just very strange to me because it's it's as if he looks Mahershala Ali's character also looks down on black people too I guess a little bit, but I guess that's his. So here's the two character arcs, the character arc for for Viggo Morrison's character uh, Tony the Lip uh, Tony Lip yeah. is to be less racist yeah you know by being with such a cultured black man he realized that not bl all black men are so. Yeah. You know, you know, they're all not like you know race. They're all not yeah. like d dirty, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Mahershala Ali's character character arc is, oh, you know what? I'm not so high in my. Oh, dude, I'm not so high in the beginning. He's on the freaking throne, <laughs> and he's like That's on true. the throne in like this, this room of like That's like true. it's like this magical like Negro yeah. stuff. Yeah, kind of like yeah. or I'm this king, and yeah. and then I guess he he goes down and like oh he gets to eat with. The, the lower yeah. class whites, the yeah. Italian Americans, or like, or he he plays in a seedy all black bar and right. loves it. Like, yeah. so th these are the character arcs. Now, 
is the are, is that terrible? Is that such a terrible arc? It it's not. It's just very it's predictable. Very predictable. Yeah. You know, he's going to become less racist. Um it, it's just it's it's a fantasy. The film's a fantasy. Because like it's it, it just rings as like um first of all it's from the white perspective, which is problematic yeah. Yeah. already inherently. Yeah. If the film is called The Green Book, The Green Book was was made for negroes uh for black people so i mean sorry it says says negro on the book yeah, sorry yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time at the time yeah. yeah yeah so but i i mean i apologize for, to any listener that's offended but I, i'm just using the verbiage of that time i don't um I, but i was for black people yeah. at that time is for the, the the black motorist yeah. to, to travel safely and actually you know i was looking at some youtube comments and it's like the book you know, you're making it from a white perspective, but the film is about the Green Book, and it's about Don Sh- and Don Shelley was one of the greatest, you know, musicians yeah. of that era yeah. of, of of that century. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's it's kind of insulting. Right now, here's an argument. Another uh, YouTuber said was the Green Book is is basically Tony Lip learns to navigate his own. He, they make like this kind of uh, metaphor. He gets to navigate his own racism and, and finds out that he's lost and has to get out of that. And Mahershala Ali's character has to navigate his own, mm-hmm. um, his own, uh, what is it, stuck upness? What's the, what's the word? Pre- stuck upness. Pretentiousness. Or spoiled bratness. You know, pre- pretentiousness okay. and has to find his own common humanity sure. to, 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 to the, to all, to blacks yeah. and to whites, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, Oh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. so what movie out of the out of the seven or eight or whatever that was um, nominated? Which one would you have like chosen over that? I haven't seen Roma or Vice, but I've seen the other six. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I've seen trailers for the favorite. It looks pretty good, but it's like an art film, right? So yeah, that it w- probably it probably wouldn't have won. No, uh, that wouldn't have won because it's just the the. The style of that film from that filmmaker is he has a very odd tone to his films. Because he did the lobster, right? He did the <laughs> he he did the lobster and the killing of a sacred deer. Oh my god, the killing of the sacred deer was just messed me up, man. I like, love that film. That that movie, <laughs> I that movie that messed. Me I up. I love that film. So it's they, actually pretty interesting. Like yeah. I I love that filmmakers. I I love the way how he, he does his films. It's like very very distinct it's, rules it, of that yeah, world. Yeah, it's very weird. It's so weird. It's like yeah. it's like. It's kind of like the rules of Harry Potter, but not as cool, not as magical. It's more—I mean, kind of magical, <laughs> but like, it's like magical realism, but take taken to like a Black Mirror kind of degree. Yeah, it's if weird. That makes sense. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, 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 Dan, did you? Dan, wait, did you, did you watch on, Green Book? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on Green Book? And we'll move uh, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked Green Book as far as like watching it. It's it's very easy watching, and one of the things that I, for my own personal. Um, thing about best picture winners i want to see a movie that i can actually watch over and over again because some of the past winners i i don't know if i've ever will ever watch like a dance dances with wolves mm, like another mm. time you know or uh, compared to all the other movies that it, it beat out that year i mean I, i'll watch what was it probably like casino or goodfellas one of those movies lost to dances with wolves and i i would think 
th- that movie was much more mm. interesting, or one of those movies was That's much true. more interesting to watch. And I can keep on watching it over That's and true. over again. But Dances with Wolves kind of problematic. <laughs> well, he, be- yeah, he becomes was... more Indian than the Indians, you know. <laughs> well, but yeah, well, but no, Dan has a good point though. Like you know, something like the great movies, like you will watch over and over again. Like you, you know. Yeah, you know, something like let's say you get something yeah. more like each from through each viewing, I guess, or it's well, just enjoyable. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I can't watch that the movie that won last year, the Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> movie. Water. I can't even I remember hate, the name. I do not like that movie. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine watching that again. Whereas, like some of the movies that never won or that didn't win throughout the years, like Pulp Fiction, right. I can watch right, any time. Right. I can watch everyone watches Shawshank right. Redemption. You know, whenever it pop, pops on TNT, which is almost always, uh, everyone can just like sit down. It's like, oh, I want to watch that part. But, um, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, uh, point. I saw I saw Roma. I saw Black Klansman, Black Panther, obviously. Um, Roma is a sleeper. That that made me fall. Like I I, I could, seen it. <laughs> I could fall asleep watching that movie. Like it's beautiful. It's it's just so so objective to the point that it, i think it, it hurts like i don't feel connected with the characters like i think there's barely any close-ups which is you know that's his style a lot of panning tracking shots but um very the, artful basically very yeah yeah and and black i think black klansman was decent was well done it, yeah. it's a little mix of mainstream techniques yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. and also like his signature like floating images and like yeah. The, the zoom and the dolly at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But would you watch that again? Maybe. I'm a- would you enjoy watching it? That's the thing, though. It's like a maybe, right? Black it's Panther, like, I would oh, watch you know it again. Black Panther. <laughs> well, I mean... Dude, that would be crazy if a superhero film won. But yeah, you know that wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, out of, the, out of the movies that were nominated, I think I, I'll say... For me, I would watch Black Panther again. I've seen that actually a few number mm. of times. Um, it's also one of the older movies on the list. I'd watch Bohemian Rhapsody as as problematic as that film is, but it's actually much more enjoyable to like for repeat sure, viewing. Yeah. And A Star Is Born. Okay, more more Those than a movies. Stars. Yeah, it, it Star Is Born's a little. Uh, I mean, Star Is Born was good too, but it was it was a little bit depressing. Like mm. you, you got to be in the mood. It was depressing. Yeah, you gotta be in the mood. But the thing is that it had moments, right? right? Those are the moments like, oh yeah, you know, I can't wait to see this part. Right, of it. right. That's true. That's true. No, I I agree. I mean, you know, but I mean, the thing that is, the thing about Black Panther is that, it, you know, it's a Marvel film was made to entertain. Yeah. For the audience, it, it's not really. I I didn't think that it should be in the best picture category, anyways. But they they made it that way just because it was like a historical thing with like you know the all all african-american cast yeah. and, and it does deal with the yeah. issues in, in that in that sense but but overall we all know that it's it's just like any other typical marvel superhero movie mm. you know and that's why it's that's why you watch it more than once because it's it's a lot of action too it's enjoyable yeah. it's enjoyable yeah, yeah yeah um well the one thing about marvel movies versus like dc movies dc movies were all or Zack snyder yeah. specifically his movies were all just like a foreseen they're like moments he's like moments after moments after moments there were like there's no rhythm to that movie or all his movies it's just like these are all moments iconic <laughs> yeah. moments he's just yeah, going it's yeah. like uh, going for yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah oh another thing another yeah. thing about green book is like Oh, like all these lines are like, oh, this is a quote. Oh, this is a quote. I hated that. Like, <laughs> like, oh, and you yeah. know why Don Shirley 
is, is so great is because he has courage and it takes courage to change people's to hearts. Change people hearts. And, I, and they all sat and the, and the other guy's like, oh, mm. <laughs> and I was just like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Are you going to like, you're going to leave that extra two seconds of let us as the audience to absorb? That's so pretentious. It's like meant to be like for the Oscars, right? Oh, it's yeah. like such Oscar bait. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is like, def- like so one commenter wrote, uh, when I when I heard about the Green Book, I thought it was a parody of an Oscar bait movie, but mm. it was an actual movie. That's <laughs> 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 well, funny. Oh. Anyways, um, yeah. So so out of the eight, I mean, which ones, which of the eight would you have like wa- preferred over? Um, Green Book? I have still yet to watch the favorite, but that's, I I think that's like a I, I heard from what I've seen so far from the clips, I that looks pretty good. Um, from the movies I have seen, I would have probably I've I've seen Black Panther, Black Klansman, uh, Green Book, Roma. Uh, of those four, I would probably pick Black Klansman. Just overall, well done, um, important message. Uh, there's some artistic stuff, especially when they talk about white power and black power. The way he films that is is like artfully done because it's kind of like you know like white power. It's like oppressive view. Like he gets from low angle, and then when when it's like Oh, uh, black power! It's like from a top, like a medium angle, uh, like like, I, like, but just basically like equality. eye eye level view. Yeah, yeah, eye level view. So it's kind of like oh, black power is not about oppression. It's more it's about, about equality. equality. Yeah, and white power is about oppression. Yeah. Now it's like like little touches like that I appreciated. Um, you know, Spike Lee himself. You know, I, you know, uh, he's he's a character. Let's let's yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and like. <laughs> When Green Book won, he was like trying to get out. Of yeah, the Oscar. That, that's what I heard too. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Overall, as as far as techniques and 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 entertainment value, Black Klansman probably would have been my choice. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, yeah, my my choices were Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Star Wars. Oh, okay. Simply because of you my my uh, criteria for like repeat mm-hmm. watching. If you okay, like, can I watch it? Will I watch it again? I don't think the I haven't I. I watched the favorite. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I get it," but I'm not like, "Oh, I want to watch mm. it again." And that's the same thing with Black Klansman for me. I was like, "Oh, did, you know, were there moments I was like, oh, I, I really want to see that moment again, that feeling yeah. that I got from that one particular yeah. moment.'" They didn't have any of those moments for mm. me. It's I don't know. Mm. I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if we're yeah. picking more, sorry, damn, if we're picking more than one, I, I, I want to add Black Panther in there too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in all honesty, like the the list for this year was actually kind of weak, to be honest. Like, I I don't I I wouldn't yeah. really want to pick any one of them to be. <laughs> I mean, like they're. I mean, yeah. Not okay. Even the favorite, your favorite uh, director? No, no. That I mean, because that that one that one I like it, but it's just. But I personally wouldn't choose the best picture anyway, because it's it's not really best picture quality. I mean, it's good, but it's not that quality okay um black Hasman was good too I, I, maybe i would choose that but even black Hasman, i mean it, it has some issues too as well um i mean like if i was the oscar panel i actually the movie i thought was probably gonna win was i thought it was gonna be a stars born huh um yeah the reason for stars born is this, well okay well it was a well done movie too it was a good movie too but it's not well it's not just like the fact that you know it's got bradley cooper and all that stuff but it's just the way how that film is because it's almost it's almost like a similar form of la la land where oh, it's, it's, ho- it's like hollywood talking about him, themselves in the movie 
even though a star is born is more about like music artists not really film like you know like film stars but it's almost the same idea where like oh this hollywood watching themselves so they're almost like they're kind of you know getting off on watching themselves in the film so i thought that because of that just that aspect that would win because because hollywood love that stuff right oscar love to do that they love to have winners who are to portray these kind of stories that's why the artists won that one year right Right. because it was about the artists it was about hollywood it was about hollywood and they they love it narcissistic yeah Yeah, yeah, they love that stuff so they that's why i thought a star is born was gonna win because of the the narcissism you know but it didn't so yeah um let's move on to minding oh yeah the gap so uh that was fresh in our minds uh so best picture near live action picture winner um two other topics i kind of want to touch on is minding the gap and then also the best animation so those are like the best best picture winner best documentary winner and then and then we'll end with the best animation, animation? Yeah, okay yeah. uh I, i've watched almost all the animations except for one um but only, only watched three of them but yeah yeah it's fine uh, so minding the gap i i so i so I'll, let me look at the documentaries I saw Minding the Gap and Free Solo, uh, right? And I saw Free Solo. Um, I haven't seen. Oh, I saw RBG as well. Um, but I do want to talk about Minding the Gap. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I know my, I have my established thoughts on it, but Darren, you're, since it's fresh in your mind, why don't you start? It was, it, yes, very well done. It's, it was very good. Uh, well, I'm just gonna start off with negatives first. So the negatives, okay. So we okay. We supposed to have three separate stories, right? Because Dan, you watched it too, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched so it three separate night. stories. You got Zach and Kiri and and Bing's story, right? The director. Okay. So out of all those stories, the one that I don't really cared really that much about was Zach's story. I mean, it really has something to do with race. It's just his story just wasn't to me. It didn't feel as emotionally. It just didn't feel as emotional or even as painful, or, or didn't have that rawness to it compared to Kiri's story and Bing's story. And I just didn't really relate, to be honest. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, he was dealing with issues, you know, like okay, he he has a kid that he needs to take care of, and then he's got to work and, and do all that. Okay, that's fine, I understand. But the, the, the a lot of the issues and problems that in that film that they were kind of detailing with Zach stories th- those co- problems seems very common that any 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 american will 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 suffer though right like oh oh no i have a kid at 21 i had to go work and take care of him it's like okay well but who who i, I feel like a lot of people kind of have that similar situation they're able to handle it um and then the other thing i don't like is his story it felt like it overwhelmed when when it's the story that i don't i dislike the most <laughs> Like they, I, I would have been fine if they featured like Kiri's story more because I, there are a lot of things that he said in that documentary that I remember more of and relatable to me more yeah. than more than any of the other characters. And of course, Bing's story, which it, they only touched on it a little bit, like towards the end. Like I wish that he would went more detail into to his own story because that's definitely more more emotionally like attached for me. Like Zach's story, though, it's like. Okay, well, okay, fine. You're not like a, a very, very rich, spoiled Caucasian dude, but but a lot of the problems that he went through is kind of self-inflicted, okay? You, the one, go and drink a lot and spend money on booze 
and spend money and buying cases of beer, you know, and you're the one who doesn't clean up the apartment. You're the and, one. So a lot of this self-inflicted problems, is, you know. And he knows it too, which is kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah. he's like, I want to see how bad it can get. I mean, I understand like maybe, okay, like he did mention how he, he, he was kind of suffering with depression and all that, right? He had mental health issues. Okay, I understand when, when you have mental health issues, yes, so sometimes you, you just, your mind isn't right. And then, you know, I, I understand, you know, I've, I've been through that, everyone has, but, but still like these are really, they are self-inflicted. Like you, I mean. Grow the fuck up, Yeah, Zach. Yeah, there are people who are depressed, but they don't go in drinking. They just somehow find other ways to deal with it. Well, I mean, sure. Okay, sorry. I, I say that in jest, like grow the fuck up, Zach. But like, it's like, no, lot, people have real issues and some of them don't have sure. the tools to get, they need more tools to get Fine. out. But Fine. I totally agree. Like Zach, in a way, and Bing has mentioned this in another interview, he felt like, how is he going to address the domestic violence issue? His friend is beating his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. His friend is hitting his girlfriend. Yeah. And in a way, the film is kind of enabling like that. Domestic, it's like, right. Yeah, right. it's like, what I liked is that that being was able to get the other side of the story because we only we were only hearing it from Zach's side for yeah. most of the film and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit talking to a girlfriend right he's, he's actually hitting his girlfriend yeah so I, I saw like some of the Instagram stuff and Zach and, and Bing and Kier where they went to the Oscars yeah. and stuff yeah. and I just like I hope he stopped doing that I, I guess he did he has to he moved out right And but yeah. at the same time I'm like you're celebrating an abuser I, I mean a part of me kind of maybe he's changed for the better i don't know well, well towards the end though they did show that each character did i guess in a sense grow up or, or did change they found their way so 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 maybe that was kind of like a turning point so that was that was fine that was okay that was cool i mean but but there are some good things about Zach's story at the very least they didn't portray him like as any typical privileged you know Caucasian guy we're like okay I I have a big house to live in my parents are rich and then I don't really work or even if I do work I work at my parents company so at least they didn't portray that kind of story if it is then I would be like dude I'm shutting it off be because that's just that's just like I don't need to watch like a documentary like kind of like similar to you know Wolf of Wall Street where you're just celebrating or it's the opposite or, yeah it's yeah, like the yeah, at least at least here. The of the ditch, yeah, guess. yeah, at least here they kind of portrayed the Caucasian guy story a little bit of opposite of that. Okay, so that I can appreciate, but but once again, like you know, Kiri's story and Bing's story for me was so the, much more. Was the one more interesting so and much. and Kiri's story for he had he had like at least two or three lines that immediately a caught a catch it caught me already immediately I got attached to it and so there's one. There's one he says that that um, you know I, I don't I don't want to always stay here because if because if I stay here I'm afraid I'm gonna be stuck here. That already I can identify because that's how I felt back then when I was living in Bay Area or whatever. I just I mean not that home is bad. Okay, living at home no is never yeah. Well, living at home is never bad. I mean because there's a comfort zone, but at the same time, I understand what he meant by like you feel like you'll get stuck there because you feel like just you know being a comfort zone is cool but if you're too much into it you're just it's just almost like you're a hamster running a wheel you're just it's just kind of going in circles yeah we're from the same hometown actually yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. so it's going huh. in circles you know around and around so that's one and his other quote 
there's a small part, I don't know if people even listen to it, but he said that uh, when he was younger, when he was a kid or, or, or when he was growing up, he, he always thought like, he always thought that other people had their shit figured out, but then, and then he, and then, and then like he, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then as he grew as he got older, he realized like, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't think that way myself. Cause you know what? I actually realized nobody, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And that is true because I'm starting to realize that too as I grow up. Where like the people who to tell you like, oh yeah, I got my I got my life figured out. My life is picture perfect. Everything is cool. I know exactly what I want. And then the first thing I'll think in my head is like, dude, that is total BS. You're lying. There's not one bit I believe in that because you're just not being truthful to yourself for saying that you got everything figured out. Because I do not believe that any one person has everything figured out. Even the most successful people like you know Steve Jobs or or whatever right so 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 that kind that caught me too and then towards the end you know when he's thinking about moving out you know and and he's kind of mentioning the same thing where you know just being kind of being stuck in in the same place where he where he felt like he wouldn't be able to grow yeah so see all that to me is just relatable to me and that's why I love his story much right. more than than really Zach's story and his story is a little bit more deeper too just cuz you know, his dad passed away, you know, so there's that memory of that, that loss, there, that, yeah. that loss. So it's just more impactful. Like every, Oh my God. Like the, the graveyard. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Like the, every moment, you know, or every problem or struggles that he has is actually more impactful than, than Zach or, or, or what he's been through. And then same thing with like uh, the director story, Bing story, right? He, you know, obviously got, you know, physical abuse by, by his stepdad. Um, and then you know, and then his half brother like kind of even mentioned that he he had heard about all this stuff going on, but even he couldn't help. So, and then you know, Bing had that struggle where the mom can't do anything because she's working. So even just that short snippet of that story, even for me, I felt it like, oh wow, okay, that you know, that really does feel very human. Yeah. Uh, uh, of a story, but I'm I'm just upset that he didn't really dig deeper into that he just covered a really short portion uh, just an interview with his mom and that's it I, I would love to see, see you know hear about it more yeah he comes in late too. he comes in really late yeah, yeah. and i you know i didn't really like that but but you know maybe that's this decision where like oh i don't want to talk too much about myself yeah, yeah. that's totally understandable okay and you know but so, but yeah it was good like i i, I did feel all the rawness the emotional rawness mm. you know the but yeah you know so i mean didn't know if, did, did, I mean it might have won maybe I don't know yeah I mean but you free know. solo is really pretty crazy too, yeah but, but her yeah. free solo was like you know not just crazy in terms of the idea but I heard that even visually cinematically it, like cinematography was crazy too yeah, so you yeah. in some sense in that production value part you couldn't really beat that out so because of that you knew Mining the Gap wasn't really going to win anyway Dan what do you yeah. think what do you think Mining the Gap means did they actually address the the title of the movie? Not in the movie, no. no I thought not, about it too. Like, I think it's more like a lot of interpretation, like yourself interpret like what it would mean based on all the. I think the it's themes. a skating term, maybe, maybe mining the gap. Like, if you're trying to do a jump across like a gap or something, you gotta maybe. be careful. Maybe some, maybe, maybe some. And I mean, another another interpretation. I was thinking about this too. Is like the gap is like. Is is that is that feeling of like whatever that loss is or whatever that void is? Yeah. Uh, maybe. 
maybe minding the gap is like maybe you were beat as a child like being in uh, all three of them maybe. were beat as a kids and maybe. so maybe it's like that 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 lot maybe it's that so i mean uh dan your thoughts on the film before we move on yeah i i did enjoy it um you know i it took a while for me to like really get into it because i, I really wasn't sure what was going on until like part way into yeah. the movie and then you just but as far as zach's story i totally understand why why he actually focused on it he had the most footage of that guy yeah i have no idea why he has like he had so much many many hours yeah, yeah. i'm sure and probably many yeah. more that he like cut up together he did a great job weaving like a, a story arc for all three of them but i just i think as far as like uh, focusing on zach it's just probably about availability of footage from the past and the future and he even mentioned that he didn't really meet kira until like a little later mm. and then that's when he goes oh i, I think uh, his story is similar to mine because of that yeah that's true that's true yeah. um yeah. You know, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's the issue too. But I mean, at least I am glad though. One thing I'm glad about is the fact that, you know, they just made skateboarding like a backdrop of it. It's not the main thing. That's yeah. not the main thing, yeah. so, which is good. I like it. Yeah, that's good because like maybe in the beginning when people were watching it, they thought it was all about skateboarding. Then, then if that was the case, then you would really turn a lot of audience off because it's like, dude, you no, know maybe half the audience don't care about skateboarding. Right. So at least he didn't really go into that, which is good. So I, I'm glad he made that, the director made that choice. Yeah. So I, I did a little research about the film and originally being didn't want is going to be just Kiri's story and Zach's story yeah and he didn't really have his story inserted uh, I don't know not, I'm not sure about the particular reason but you know he did some test screenings of some of his producer and like other people involved in the film and they said you gotta put your story in there like you're you're, part, you're filming everything you gotta put your story in there and and I I, I agree with Darren that Kier's story and Bing's story are probably the most captivating. Yeah. And Zach just makes me so fucking angry. Maybe, like, he's <laughs> he's hitting his girl. Dude, like, and he's like, and he, he just, and maybe why he makes me so angry is that I sometimes, maybe I see some aspects of myself in him. Like, oh, like, he's being self-destructive and he's he's just like, he's, what the fuck is he, you know, he's, and, and and maybe it's a little bit of that entitlement too, maybe or being sure. white, like. Sure. And also, he's yeah. like w looking at like racist videos in front of Kier. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. okay. So, one thing, I really like the film overall. I really, I really love the film. I think it's it's a it's it's great story in tying three three cycles of three two, three versions of trauma and yeah. how these cycles of trauma continue. Zach is perpetuating it. Uh, Bing and Kier are trying to find ways to get out of that cycle. Yeah, try to break that cycle of yeah. pain. Um, that's why Zach makes me so angry because he's perpetuating it. That's the main reason. Mm. Now okay. and also he's white. No, I'm kidding. Like it, it doesn't matter okay. if he's white or not. Is is that he's perpetuating it? And, and then the fact that he's white maybe makes me think. It gives me that that sense of maybe maybe he's feeling okay. a little bit entitled, but. I, I can't make that jump. Maybe sure. it's just his upbringing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, now, the fact that Bing wanted to edit out his story, I, here's me projecting, okay? This is me thinking out loud. So a lot of filmmakers, maybe they don't want to, they don't want to insert their, their story because it might be too... <laughs> 
too it might be too narcissistic right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. go ahead yeah um and so maybe it's too narcissistic um but another aspect that i just so so darren and i went to the documentary um event where they talked about their films and i asked bing after the event hey you touched on curious story a little bit with race right you talked about how you know being black is a different experience than being white mm -hmm. and there's and then how his father told him hey you have to be proud that you're a black yeah, man yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. these are stuff that i really connected with and that's where bing says oh i see myself in your story and yeah. bing told me like oh that's why i said that because as an asian american i see myself in that story but a very very glaring omission from the film is that Bing does not talk about his race at all. Mm, yeah. At all. Yeah. His fucking stepfather followed his mom home and became his stepdad. He's mm. like, how did he become his stepdad? Oh, he followed my home home yeah. and became his stepdad. And his, his dad is white. And I asked him, hey, did you face much discrimination? He's like, oh yeah. I faced a lot, you know, yeah. but that, you know, there's only, and this is what he said, there's only like so much you can do in a, like a 90 minute ish documentary film. Yeah. I call bullshit. It's true. <laughs> I, I've, I've worked as a producer on a feature, uh, a feature length documentary. I've worked on a feature length uh, narrative. It's so tough to do a lot of stuff in a short period of time, especially the networks are saying, oh, it's too long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's such yeah. a true thing, but. The, the, there's like cures racism is is explained in like five minutes or less yeah, yeah. It's, it's like just snippets of them watching he must have there must be some footage he's filmed where someone called him a chink or a gook or something there yeah. has to be somewhere sure i'm pretty sure there is and his his dad called his uh, younger brother the half brother you look funny you look funny well all you need to do is like oh because you look like a fucking chink or something like that like just like there must have his in an interview he said that his stepdad used to call his mom chopsticks mm, wow why was that not in the film why was that not in the film i am angry about this but like in a good way he's lit he's lit <laughs> I'm right now kind of like why do asians edit out their own stories because i'll tell you fucking why <laughs> maybe maybe but i'll tell you fucking why those those fucking like uh, those like people on the Oscars or at Sundance. Oh, he's gonna talk about what WMAF. He's gonna talk about white male Asian female fetishization. Oh, that's a little bit too edgy, maybe you know. Okay. Maybe maybe. Maybe right right. Because a lot of I've been to Sundance. A lot of those white guys are with Asian women. I mean that's it's 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 not uncommon, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it's not a terrible thing. Yeah yeah yeah. You know, maybe you know there is there is true love between white men and Asian females, but they might feel attacked. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But his story is so indicative of of the the, the, the pain of fetishization mm -hmm. and also the pain of racism towards Asian men that I feel so that gets such a lost opportunity. <laughs> it is such a lost opportunity to to explore the racism of Asian men. Of Asian male. Since this is a podcast, you can't see he's really angry right now. It's just, <laughs> it's like, Bing, you could have, and why? Why is this so important? Because you can fucking save lives with film. I don't care. Like, okay, maybe you didn't. Get, if maybe if you inserted that story, maybe you wouldn't get the Oscar nomination. Maybe, it's possible. 
Who knows? We'll never know. But I think it might touch somebody. It might sure. reach to a kid. Sure. Say, hey, oh, oh shit. My dad, uh, you know, my, my mom fell into a similar situation. Or I, as an Asian American growing up, or Chinese American, uh, Taiwanese or Chinese American growing up in America, have felt similar pains and struggles. Like, like skateboarding is a very white sport, you know, yeah. Tony Hawk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, it, you know, traditionally that's, that's the stereotype. But as an Asian or a, as a black person, like coming into that culture, like I want to, I want to understand that struggle. Now, maybe he couldn't go as far depth as he wanted to, but you know, he should at least put in like another five or 10 extra minutes. I think of, of just exploring that issue would have been, it would have, I think helped the film. Um, anyways, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, get it all out. Get it all out. I gotta get it all out. Bing, great job though. By the way, good job. Or any anyone, what I definitely recommend watching Mind the Gap. I just feel like that would have made a good film even better. Um, and yeah, like it's 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 maybe America, maybe America's not. It's it's like Asians, we self edit ourselves. We're, we're worried about telling our story about racism because, oh, we don't want to make, we don't want to cause waves in the white dominated society. Okay? Well, you can talk about black racism. Black racism is, is, like, is like mainstream, basically. It's in the green book. You know, like they talk about black, like racism against black. That's like so, it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's such a, 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 a uh, no one's gonna say, oh, you should never call the. Uh, no one's gonna say, oh, why can't I say the N word? Everyone's gonna agree, like, yeah, you can't say the N word towards a black person. That's just. But you call a Chinese person a chink. Oh, what's wrong with that? You know, like, it seems there's more leeway. And that's that's the whole thing we saw with, like, Lin Sandy, like, kind of like yeah. the verbs, the, the, the verbiage used against him. Anyways, uh, that's, that's just something that's on my mind. Well, uh, but part of it, though, is that. Yeah, he, yeah, he's 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 yeah, he's frustrated. Um, I think part Anyways. of it, part of it's a cultural thing too, right? Um, I think in general, Asians are tend to be okay. The various common stereotypes, which is is true, most of them are you know obviously conservative, shy, low self esteem, low self confidence. There's there's actually a lot of that. Um, I mean, you know, even Asian Americans too, because you know. They're still growing up in an Asian household, so I think it's like that's a cultural thing where maybe because of that they they're just thinking like you know what maybe my story isn't that interesting to tell, you know, you know there's not much going on so what you know, and so it has all I think that has kind of all that factor in, into that maybe that's the reason why Bing felt like okay yo yeah I mean I'm not that interesting so let's just focus on these guys instead and maybe it's part of him is is himself you know he's thinking like oh. No one wants to hear me. I mean, no one wants to listen to me talk. I'm not, you know. Right. Because it comes back to the whole low self-esteem, low self-confidence. And also being thing, beat you know? by his father yeah, is yeah. not helpful to his self his it, ego, it, it, do, it doesn't help, you know, in terms of his... His stepfather. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way how he is as a person, we're like, uh... I mean, it's, one, it's also a per very personal thing, right? It's a pers very, very personal story where... Not everyone wants to talk about their personal story, like, really that deep. So, yeah. so you can't really blame him for... In that sense, not to, to I, talk I more about that. I understand. I you understand. Know? Yeah, I mean, like to like if I had to film my mom and like 
to make her cry on camera like that, like yeah, not purposely, but not yeah. purposely, but like that's that takes some balls, and I, I give him props for that. Um, we're running over time right now. Uh, <laughs> we should probably we'll just uh, let's just name our picks for the. Uh, so I think uh, into the Spider Verse, yeah, not bad. I, I think that that probably deserved the win. Um, what were the other options? Uh, Incredibles, Incredibles two. 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, I think Spider-Verse was probably uh, deserved it. Uh, I, I've, I've seen all of them except for Ralph, Ralph, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and uh, Mariah was good, but like, um, I thought his other work, Wolf Children, was better. Um, it's a cool concept, but uh, no, I, I think uh, Into the Spider-Verse, you know, a strong story. I wouldn't mind watching it again. Great art, yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts? Wait, wait, what do you what do you have in mind, Dan? Because you you know he didn't say he didn't say much. I I yeah I, I actually like Spider Man into the Spider Verse, so that was my pick. I, I haven't seen Mirai either, but uh, I watched the other four mil or three movies. Incredibles two was good. It was solid. I liked it more than the first. Really? One, but, I I, um, I beg to differ on that. I, but anyways, I thought the second yeah. one was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming for me too. Yeah. It was more entertaining. I don't know if it's um, a different part of my life. Oh, you're right? a father, yeah. Incredibles, <laughs> yeah. When Incredibles came out, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But Incredibles two came out, and I was like, oh, I understand. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. okay, no, fair point, fair point. Like you can't. It's hard to be a super dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To do like all these other things, and then Isle of Dogs was good. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet was good, but again, those weren't. Um, Earth, Earth Isle of Dogs is just beautiful to look at. Yeah, um, uh, it's actually pretty fun. It's a pretty yeah. funny. It's a pretty funny, yeah. uh, funny, uh, funny story. I came in really worried that it was like a lot of Japanese culture appropriation, but I mean, I thought it was fairly respectful to Japanese culture. Um, yeah, but the whole thing about the the Asians as others, like like their their stuff is not translated, except through the the that one speaker, you know, like. Mm. That's kind of, and then the dogs are all played by white actors. That and there's there's some Asian actors. Um, some probably like the white girl is a little bit savior-ish, but the, the actual savior is that hacker guy, I guess. Yeah, who doesn't the have Japanese hacker. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but overall, you know, really, like all those puppets are like they're handmade puppets, and they're like each character has like what like they have their many variations of each character. Like different faces, hundreds of faces. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's pretty crazy. The yeah. production value of that, I, I think it's beautiful to look at, but yeah. um, I think story is is key. And I think Into the Spider-Verse is a pretty good story and and also pretty to look at. And there's, there is, sorry, I have to go. I, I'm, I'm the race guy, sorry. But like <laughs> the, the, the Asian girl in the, Into the Spider-Verse, a little bit kind of like kitschy, a little bit um, stereotypical, I guess. Kawaii, you know, whatever. But it's... It's it kind of it's kind of like ham, right? He, they're all stereotypes. Like, they're all like tropes, right? For, for, right. Noir. Right, right. So I'm a Japanese girl trope, and you know. Yeah, it's just meant for that You're universe. Right. Meant, meant for that universe. So I guess so. Um, maybe yeah. But, anyways, okay. Um, we usually end with a language corner. What um, is that? So we end with a phrase uh, that we are of a language that we speak. So for me, it might be Mandarin, Taiwanese, and I'm also learning Japanese right now. Um, Dan speaks, uh, you know, his languages. He speaks uh, Japanese and um, a little Cantonese and Chinese, right? Or Mandarin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, Mandarin. So um, I'll start off. Maybe it'll make you think of something. So 
Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything. What if, well, so what if the guy isn't doesn't know any other languages? Then what what would they do? Just speak they, English? They would, we, one one guy like a white guy we had who just spoke English. He he yeah. picked like a, a a slang term from English that they use. Like he used like neat N E E T. Like the person that just oh. stays at home or something. So you could do something like that, like a linguistical thing. Um, so uh, crap, crap. Oh damn! I I was, I, try, I was trying. Why to don't think. I start? Why don't I yeah, start? Yeah, yeah. You have one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Japanese, there's a word called maita. 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 Okay. I give up. <laughs> it just it just means I give up. Oh, I give up. Maita. So would you say that like you're in an argument and like you can't win and it's like maita like that? Yeah, or... maita. Or in any almost any situations like, uh, you know, I was working, or I was uh, working for this project and I, I couldn't get it done. I was like, I give up. Maita. Maita. Oh, cool. Where'd you learn that just recently or? No, no. This... Yeah, but my, okay. Maita. Okay. Um, the word I have is, uh, yan shi lian. Yan shi. Yeah, yan shi lian. Yeah. Yan shi lian means uh yan yan is tao yan the yan which means like hate shi shi jie de shi like uh sekai right shi jie uh and lian is face lian yeah so yan shi lian means hate world face um basically this came um I saw on like uh a uh like a YouTube like like it's like it's kind of like a fairly new slang it literally means like a lot of these girls who have like this look like they can't smile and they're looking far into the distance and like you know kind of like you know like cold like kind of like a blue steel kind of look basically mm-hmm. but particular for women i guess mm-hmm. like uh there's you know one actress one one musician's like Lexi Leo she has that kind of look or there's like this japanese uh i think uh, there was a uh, this model what's her name that it kind of came from uh what's her name Luda there's this Japanese model. I have a link in the uh, below, but um, yeah. So that's kind of like a fun phrase I learned recently. It's like, because mm-hmm. I think the, the models or girls that I find attractive have that kind of like mm-hmm. hateful face. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm attracted uh, to cold women. Okay. And maybe that's something I need to figure out. And like, why am I like that? And maybe it's not healthy. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you have any phrase in Cantonese or anything that you learn? Or uh, let's just let's just go with some ha- Chinese New Year's phrase because sure, sure, Chinese sure. New Year's passed like months ago, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Something simple. Sun Tai Gin Hong. It just means good health. Just wish you good health. How you say that again? Sun Tai Gin Hong. Sun Tai Gin Hong. Close enough. Sun Tai Gin Hong. Yeah. Okay. It's close enough. Close enough. Okay. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I mean, since it's, happy, it's Chinese New Year, so I must just throw out a phrase for Chinese New Year's. Because we, we, we will say different, like, types of phrases, you know, for Chinese New Year's to people, um, you know, whether it's for health or, like, you know, prosperity or whatever. We just have our way of saying it. Uh, um, it's usually, like, kind of four-character type of phrase. Right, right. I mean, you have that, but you have a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, but that's, like, one of the, the more common ones because... Because uh, you know, for Chinese New Year's, it's usually like um, you know your your old well that too. But you know how it's usually your grandma, your grandparents, or your older folks giving you like red pockets, so you would just wish them good health because they're older. So Hong Bao, red uh, red envelopes, yeah, Hong Bao. Yeah, yeah. that that too, Hong Bao. Yeah, 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 Hong, yeah. yeah. 
but you know. So you you would say that when you uh, give it give it to someone, I guess, like. Uh, well, if someone give it to, give it to me, then I would say something to them. Sen, you know, like senti gen. Uh, how you say it again? Some 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 san san tai san tai king hong king hong san tai means senti, right? Means this is body. Yeah. Okay, senti. Yeah, yeah. And, and then king hong health. Oh, jian kang. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's so jian kang. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it's okay, like that. Okay. It's just it's tai ging hong. Ah, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's other phrases too, which I, I don't remember all of them. I used to as a kid, but but I mean, I only choose like the few that I do remember, and I just say those over and over again every year. Dude, that's so good. Yeah. But because like I mean, every year in a way you can say you can argue is kind of the same. Like I mean, um, you know, yeah. So. And then and to say thank you is mgoi, right? Yeah, mgoi. Uh, oh, I mean, there's there's two ways. Sai, right? There's two ways, right? So that way, you just said mgoi. Yeah. That that's just more like a little bit more kind of like a, I guess cat more cat casual. casual in a yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the more formal, respectful way would be doze. Ah, uh, doze, doze. Yeah, yeah. In Taiwanese, it's uh, doze. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's that's almost uh, similar. It's like it's the more. It's kind of like a more formal, respect way, respectful way of saying it. And then the other way is just more like, oh, maybe if you're out with friends and, you know, you just say it more casually. Do, do, like, do, do, yeah. Do. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, any final words, Dan? Nope. That's uh, pretty much yeah, it for that's, me. Uh, I think we're like an hour and a half or a little bit yep. over. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank hopefully, you. Hopefully uh, that was interesting. And uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thank- Thanks, thank Dan. You. Thanks, Dan. See you. Hi, James here. Uh, just a reminder, uh, please... If you can, leave us a review on iTunes, a uh, five-star rating, and it helps us get the word out about our, our podcast and lets other people find it. Also, uh, you can find us also on uh, Facebook. You can like our uh, Facebook page. We also have a Spotify, and we're on Stitcher as well. We'll be rolling out a Patreon soon, so please look out for that. Uh, that's a, uh, a way for, for you to help donate to uh, Yin and Young, the podcast and uh you know get uh make this podcast sustainable for dan and i and so we can create more episodes for you all right and thanks so much thanks for listening